Welcome to the Proclaim podcast, where we sit down with missionary disciples and talk all things around sharing Jesus with others. Welcome to another episode of our Proclaim podcast. Uh, I have a treat for you, for our listeners. Usually we have one guest, maybe two guests to our episodes. We've been able to have stories from different movements and parishes all over our archdiocese. Uh, But this time I've brought on a family, the Choi family. Uh, So in front of my screen, you can't see it because uh, our podcast is, is audio. We have Ian, Leah, Michael, Catherine, and David Choi, and they are here to share their experience of how God has moved in their life and how Families for Christ, another movement, another dynamic movement here in our archdiocese, how Families for Christ has helped them uh, not only grow in faith, but to also uh, share their faith with others. And I've got a chance to spend a little bit of time with them in hearing their story, and I'm looking forward to hearing more of this story, their story because their family is uh, so animated by their love for God and their faith. And, and so um, I hope that this will be a blessing to you, our Proclaim listeners, and that you would find an inspiration in it, not only to deepen your own faith, but to share that with others. So to the Choi family, welcome. Did I get your name correct? Is it Choi? Is that, I can see a couple of <laughs> nods. <laughs> yes, 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 you got it. Awesome, yeah. awesome, so good. So why don't I hand it over to uh, to Ian and Leah, and why don't we get uh, your story, share a little bit about your family and how you've been involved in Families for Christ, and then we'll go to Michael, Catherine, and David. Hey, maybe just to start, uh, we landed in Canada on March 27, 2007. And uh, by then, we would have been already almost 20 years in, uh, uh, you know, a movement, a charismatic movement in the Philippines. So we were looking for the same thing when we we got here. And we got endorsed to Families for Christ community. And uh, it, it's a sister community. Uh, there are over 30 plus communities around the world that are doing the same thing. And we felt at home. It was uh, home again. You want to say something, Leah? Um, Ian and I were both born and raised as Catholics. Uh, so, like you said, uh, we're originally from the Philippines. Um, we grew up um, in Catholic schools. Uh, closely knit the Catholic families. Um, we were taught to pray, go to church. Um, uh, so I, I, I think we were relatively good kids to begin with. <laughs> um, but sometime around, I guess, our mid-20s, um, Ian felt a lot. We were already seeing each other at that time, and Ian, he felt a longing to you know, uh, search for something more. And so he was the one who actually got into a, um, a charismatic movement for singles back in the Philippines. And then he invite me, invited me to come along and I, I joined after a year. And that was really the start of our journey with the Lord of deepening our faith. From the singles movement, when we uh, decided to get married, they endorsed us to um, the mother community, um, which was then, which is called uh, Ligayan ng Panginoon or joy of the lord um and then from there it was just like as ian said 
Well, I'd love to hear more about how Families for Christ um, sort of operates and how the Holy Spirit has moved. But before we do that, let's go get into some introductions. Michael, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah. So as I said, I'm, I'm Michael. <laughs> I'm the youngest of the three, um, also part of the Families for Christ community. I've been a, uh, a community child from the very beginning, uh, like the rest of us. and. Um, and currently, I'm serving uh, part um, in the music ministry, um, and I'm also uh, just very recently a newly appointed staff uh, for our university uh, outreach, uh, university Christian outreach um, here in the Vancouver. Yeah, and that's uh, that's me. Very cool, Catherine. Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, so yeah, I'm Catherine. I'm the oldest, <laughs> and I guess what Michael didn't say is for those who grew up in community very young, we would call ourselves like community babies. So okay. I think all of us were community babies, my siblings and I, and I actually have a picture of my dad in the Philippines lifting me up like in Simba. <laughs> <laughs> like like he was introducing me to the herd actually i shouldn't call people herds but um to our community yeah so right um i had yeah, a dedication of children at that time yeah to introduce our, our new newly born babies that's cool yeah yeah, yeah. so i guess I've, I've been involved in community all my life and it only until we moved to canada was when i started really serving with the families for christ and that's me all right. Thanks, Catherine. And last but not least, David. Thanks, Eric. So hello, everyone. My name's David. Um, like my family, born and raised Catholic. And uh, move, we, when we moved to the Philippines, uh, from the Philippines to Canada, um, we were pretty young and... Um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, lost, I lost track. Can I start over? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me just get it out of my system. Okay. Come on, Queen, no mistakes. I know, right? <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Hello everyone, my name's David. I'm the middle child amongst the three of us. And born we were born and raised Catholic. Um and I'm also part of the family, Families for Christ community, and I serve and play the guitar for our music ministry. I also serve as a staff for our university Christian outreach. Uh, it would be for two years now. Um, so yeah, like my family said, we are part of the group called Ligayan ng Panginoon. Uh, I was too little to understand, but I've always loved to play with other kids and to... Uh, be able to come to a space where we're able to worship and praise the Lord. And I'm glad that we found that here for in Families for Christ community. Yeah, that's me. That's great. Thanks so much for the introduction. And I would absolutely love to hear about your experiences in Families for Christ. But first, let's 
lift the veil and, and give a little bit more of a description to our Proclaim listeners to what Families for Christ is about, its mission, and how it, uh, its activities accomplish the mission. Because a lot of our Proclaim listeners are mostly involved in parishes and would be mostly experienced with the parish community. So ecclesial commun- communities, movements like Families for Christ, Couples for Christ, Emmanuel Community, the Madonna House, like there's so many dynamic and faith-filled communities and movements here in our archdiocese that are doing great work. But some of us just don't get to hear more of, you know, how the mission is accomplished within the movement. So could, could you share with us a little bit about Families for Christ? I guess I'll do that. Um, Families for Christ actually began in 1993. It was, um, I think, about four couples and what they did at one time was they went to the grotto in Portland to pray. And that's where they heard the, the message from the Lord of being his families for Christ in Vancouver. And that was how it began. And um, ever since then, it's, it's grown. Uh, there are members who are from... Canada, or they were also migrants, but they they were not in any communities in the Philippines. And then a big bunch of us in the 1990s, uh, 2000s, they already came from communities back home. And that's how we've, we've basically grown. At the end of the day, we are trying to be uh, communities uh, that are on mission. So uh, we are spreading the good news. That's really cool. Uh, for our Proclaim listeners, uh, I think one of the parallels that I can share would be that uh, Proclaim was founded out of a group of individuals who felt the Holy Spirit calling them to bring about this idea of the Proclaim movement. And some of that started with our Holy Father, Pope Francis, uh, who announced an extraordinary month of mission in October 2019. Uh, when that announcement came, a number of missionary disciples here in our archdiocese began to whisper and sort of dream and, and really hear the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And of course, the Proclaim movement was birthed uh, in October of 2019. 2019. So, uh, of course, Proclaim is, you know, a year and a half young at the time of this recording, uh, but Families for Christ has been around for a while and has matured and I'm sure has, you know, started to um, develop multiple generations. Uh, So what are some of the activities that uh, one gets involved in uh, when they join the Families for Christ community? In the beginning, um, the initiations process began with uh, a Christian life program and uh, that was how somebody would have entered the community these days uh, I guess being more up to the times we we actually now use alpha course okay and we're in the midst of an alpha course right now we're about to do an alpha day I believe on May 22nd oh cool and 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 you know if if people feel the the prompting by the Holy Spirit also to join a community, uh, then we we offer our services, of course. And uh, we end up putting people in men's groups, women's groups, that's what they call them. And we meet uh, twice a month. There are other things, Eric, I don't know if you wanted to um, <laughs> have me mention all of it in one go. <laughs> 
Well, maybe we can ask uh, about the Alpha course, because Alpha is something that Proclaim has really adopted as one of the primary evangelization tools. And so um, for our listeners, I'm looking at the family and they're nodding and, you know, they've experienced Alpha and, and can recognize that as a, as a great evangelization tool. Um, but a lot of the challenges that I think a lot uh, some of our Proclaim folks would uh, face would be in inviting people and reaching out to new people, the outreach component, because you know, we can all we can all put a put a, a a good video and you know before pandemic you know put a nice meal out and and do all of those things. But uh, if we don't have guests and we don't have people that are outside of our communities, then uh, then Alpha kind of falls apart. So uh, I'm very curious. How have you and the Families for Christ community um, reached out and invited new guests? Eric, you, you basically um, mentioned the key word there, which is food. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, in all honesty, there were some people who came because on a Friday night, uh, that meant they didn't have to cook. Yeah. And uh, we were lucky. We actually had someone who worked for Brown Social House, mm-hmm. right? And so our, our meals were catered, uh, very good food. In fact, we were looking forward to them. Uh, the the problem came, of course, after the when the pandemic arrived, right? Everything was shut down. And we were in the midst of an alpha course at that point in time. And uh, we prayed about it. I, I also had uh, a conversation with our head of evangelization. And I said, uh, more so at this point in time, we shouldn't be in, living in fear. And despite no, not having food, we did our first online uh, alpha uh, last year, somewhere in the fall, and uh, realized we can do it. In fact, there goes your borders. We we had uh, people from Taiwan, from Singapore, from the Philippines. We had someone from Montreal. Um, so truly, God's work. There's there's no such thing as impossible. Yeah, the pandemic definitely opened up new opportunities for all of us. Um, And I know that the Holy Spirit certainly was inspiring creative ways to continue our outreach. I mean, who would have thought that we would be all on Zoom uh, on a call like this uh, to be able to record a podcast? And and I think that's one of the gifts uh, that the Holy Spirit has offered through um, through the pandemic, through a bit of a, tra- a worldwide tragedy, but there's there's definitely always a you know a blessing that God wants to provide uh, in in all of these events. Yeah, and, and uh, maybe I forgot to mention Eric. Actually, uh, you know, uh, in terms of trying to invite, you never know. I mean, people are hungering for the Lord. They want to know the Lord even better. It it's just doing your first step. And just planting that seed. And uh, we've seen it happen so many times. Uh, invite 10, two, three will show up. Uh, we have a, a super invitee. Uh, he, he was able to get 20 participants to join. So, yeah, those are the things we've experienced so far. Yeah. It's de- just to jump in, that's like definitely the great thing about Alpha. They did, they did all the work, essentially. And the the one real work that you only have to do is just invite people. Right. You don't have to make the content or anything really. And at the end of the day, like the worst thing that could happen is them just saying no. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so good. 
Uh, I'd love to talk a little bit about the faith dynamic in your family. Um, many families today experience uh, faith challenges and uh, different worldly challenges. And, um, you know, for you guys, I'm here with all of you and, uh, you know, you're, you're a faithful family from like top to bottom. And that I think is a wonderful blessing. And, uh, but unfortunately, it's also unique. It's uh, not every family uh, gets to experience this blessing. So could you share with us a little bit about, you know, the Choi family and, you know, what, what is it that, uh, you know, animates your, your family dynamics and, you know, prayer life and, you know, day to day and, you know, feel free to get in the mess and, you know, share as much <laughs> as you can, of course. But um, yeah, what's, what's it like uh, in your family? Oh gosh, where do we start? <laughs> I'll go first. Oh, um, what's different about our family? Oh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. This, um, we're definitely, I don't know. We have a lot of, um, we're friends with a lot of other families and um, different people, and um, whenever it gets to the topic of family for us, it's um we have this kind of strange closeness that other families don't seem to have. I don't know. <laughs> you guys want to jump, jump in? Uh, yeah, they call us the collective. We're like the choice. It's not even like, <laughs> it's not even like individual names at one point. They just refer to us as a, as a collective. And so I think it's, they do that because they see something in us that we don't necessarily see. Like they see a closeness that, you know that maybe we don't really recognize day to day so it's i would i definitely say that it's th it's a lot of thanks the the reason why our family's just so close is a lot of thanks to um our parents mom and dad they did they worked really hard for uh for our family to do things together um uh, whether it's um or or just as simple as making sure that all of us are together for meals when everyone has has um there has such has their own schedule and is super busy throughout the day it's super important for everyone to to just be around each other at the end of the day to to catch up with one another see how our day is going to uh to just reflect or reminisce or laugh and yeah we do we do just uh a lot together uh, from the get-go. And to chime into that, um, like Michael said, for our meals, we try to get together. But on Sundays, that's typically reserved for our family day. So from the morning when we have, when we go to mass, lunch, any activities in the afternoon, all the way to dinner, we're always together. And uh, I guess also just want to point out that um, ever since we were little, our parents showed us, the three of us, unconditional love. And uh, they wanted to make sure that's solidified in our family. And of course, we're like any family. We bicker, we tease, we argue. But there's that unconditional love that we feel for each other. And through all the bickering, we just, our, our bond as a family just becomes stronger because of that. Essentially, um... If one of us gets punished, we all get punished. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, even in 
think talk referring back to Kuya's thing about Sundays, I I used to um I personally didn't I used to get really annoyed, I guess, when I wanted to hang out with friends on days that were dedicated to families and to our family and I uh yeah, I used to not really appreciate our family time, but it was something that our parents really valued and they really just tried to drill it into us. And so now I think Sunday time is family time and you know, if I can tell my past self that, you know, eventually you'll you'll appreciate it. <laughs> you'll appreciate, you know, spending time with your family and and um yeah. Oh wow. So as a young parent, you know, I'm I'm just listening to this and thinking uh, you know, it'd be really neat one day if I got a chance to go on podcast way down the line and my little kids as adults could say wonderful things about, um, you know, the family life. And to all of our proclaimed families that are listening to this, I think, uh, you know, what these uh, what Michael, Catherine, David just shared would be worth the price of admission. Uh, they offered really just a couple of super simple um, I guess, practical uh, activities that can really help uh, ground a family in love and can, I guess, sow the, the seeds of faith. And that's have meals together and uh, make Sunday matter and, and make that a family day. And out of that, you know, communities like Families for Christ or, you know, programs like Alpha and so many other wonderful communities and tools and programs can really be, um, I guess, that place of um, you know, watering the the seeds of faith that um, you know that the the family can can support. So, um, uh, Leah, Ian, you know, what about you? What's what's your side of the story? What nice things do you have to say about us? Yeah, perfect <laughs> children. No, I think this is this is where community really helps. Right. Like when Ian and I were newly married, we were immediately part of uh, the community back in the Philippines, and we didn't know anything about you know, uh, being married and raising a family. Um, but that was where we got the teachings. Like, you know, they taught us first how to communicate, like never, never say never or always. Never say always. You, <laughs> you always know, do this. You, you know, never so do this. We <laughs> took that out of our uh, vocabulary. Um, and then they had parenting, you know, um, courses for us to go through. So as each, you know, child came uh, we practiced and tried some things work others didn't michael they say is the perfect one <laughs> which is not true <laughs> um, we, we got it right when it came to michael <laughs> yeah um there's a lot of laughter i guess and th th that's really so fun like when they were kids then high school and then now i mean the joy is just different i mean now we're a you know, you treat them as adults now, and uh, the 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 joking around, the kidding, you know, um, it's more matured, but still pretty much a lot of fun. This pandemic actually has been a blessing for us, anyway. Right. I mean, uh, such joy, uh, laughter in the table. By the way, we 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 have roles to play. Like uh, you know, the Catherine, David, and Michael have days when they. They'll do the, the the cooking and you know so we're you know everything shared now. still even on that part i yeah. could share it right so My, michael did say something about if somebody got punished everybody was punished so like <laughs> yeah. uh, when they were little 
um, we're a team. If somebody, if somebody did something naughty, um, that meant everybody would have to face the consequence. And usually it meant no TV. Um, and for them, no TV, but more playtime outside. So I guess. <laughs> so they that stopped them from fighting, I guess. Yeah. 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 There's a win win in all of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And also prayers. So, you know, uh, before the meals, uh, in the evenings, before they sleep. And, you know, that was almost like a regular for us to do. So, right. Yeah. Now so the that they're older. Faith. Yeah. Now yeah. that they're older, our, our Saturdays, we have what is called the Lord's Day celebration. So, almost like the Sabbath days of uh, the Jews. And, and so, it's a Jewish tradition which we do. And uh, prayers are very, very uh, powerful. It just makes you realize, oh, there's really a lot to thank the Lord for. And, you know, also asking him for, you know, his blessings and protection for the week that's coming. So uh, that's the one we're doing now that our children are adults. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the quotes that we share often in Proclaim comes from Evangelii Gaudium. And it's where Pope Francis uh, describes what he considers a missionary disciple. And he, and he says that a missionary disciple, every, every disciple is a missionary to the extent that they have encountered the Lord. And mm. so through our encounter of the Lord, we then go out and share uh, who we have met, uh, that namely Jesus. Mm. And uh, the one of the values of Proclaim is, in fact, relational trust. And we can we often talk about how we have to build trust with those we want to reach out to. And, you know, when we think of the people we want to reach out to, we might think of people that are outside of our homes. But what I what I I guess have, have been inspired by what you've shared as a family is that uh, love and trust have really been foundational for your own family. And so for even within uh, for family evangelization, for parents who wish to evangelize their children to bring them into an encounter with with Jesus, it starts with a deep trust and a positive relationship that's rooted in love. David, you mentioned unconditional love, regardless of the challenges that you faced inside the home, you you knew that there was an unconditional love that your your parents uh, and now your family express with each other. So thank you for your witness in, in all of that. Now, uh, as a family, how, how do you find, you know, you, I, I guess the, the life of um, evangelization, you know, being played out? Is it something that each of you have taken on sort of uniquely, you know, through the Holy Spirit's prompting? Or do you find yourself, you know, in activities together in, in supporting one another in, in mission? You want me to start? Well, uh, uh, maybe just to mention that um, by way of work, I'm a certified financial planner. And so uh, when I see, when, before the pandemic, when I would see clients, it was almost automatic for me to mention Families for Christ. And, you know, if they were curious enough, I, I'd mention what we do. And that, oh, oh, for sure, for sure, on our next community event where I could invite them, I would. And that became almost, it's almost second nature to me. Uh, one is to just to share what's happening in my life, what the Lord has done for me. And I ask them the same thing. And some of them are actually, uh, you know, 
really deeply rooted as well in their own parishes. And mm-hmm. I see them truly, uh, you know, uh, seeking the Lord. So that's my my way. That That's individually. And, of course, as a group, uh, uh, I'm part of the Council of Coordinators. And therefore, uh, like the Alpha course, that will be something that the whole community will be doing together. right? And other things like... Uh, Anyone want to tell them about the May Tea Party? That's another event that you invite to. Yeah, so the community sponsors a lot of events. Um, so like Ian already mentioned, we have two assemblies um, every month. Um, then we have the Alpha. We have special women's activities like last uh, this this last weekend we had a May Tea Party um, where we will usually invite sisters, uh, sometimes a mother and daughter team to just share how the Lord was, you know, worked in their life. And um, that's an opportunity for us to invite, you know, friends, families. Um, We'd have conferences, retreats, and, you know, it's always just a matter of inviting people to those activities. Um, We have also our small groups so twice a week and so on top of the twice, uh, uh, a month. on top of the assemblies we have yeah. smaller groups and we also meet twice a week um there are days no, no, twice a month, tw- twice a month yeah. sorry twice a month um there are times where we open it up to um, guests so usually those are closed you know closed the uh, meetings with the, just the core members so that we can go deeper and share and speak into each other's uh, lives, uh, but there are times, at least I think once a quarter, yeah, where we, we can invite people to just come and see what the small groups are like, and they might just want to be a part of it in, in the future. Uh, we can hear from Catherine, they have a different perspective on those things. Um, my brothers and I, I think they both mentioned this already, but all three of us serve uh, a university Christian outreach. Yes, it's called university Christian outreach. And in short, it's, we call it UCO. I think our goal for our outreach is to make connections with other university students and spread the gospel through them. And it helped that being part of Families for Christ, you grow up with a lot of other kids and so that's how our outreach kind of grew we like we just built it with our friends and we and then after a while you start encouraging them to invite their own friends and that's how we spread that's how we evangelize and bring other people to christ in our university outreach oh yeah michael you have something to add um yeah um in terms of um evangelizing like within our own family um it's super helpful and inspiring when everyone in your family is a part of service uh, because you're in direct witness of of their journey and their faith and their uh their witness uh of their own faiths um and it just kind of it just inspires you to to um, grow more um and to grow deeper in your relationship with god um and that's 
I suppose in one way how we're able to evangelize um, each other uh, through our service in, in community um, and in the church. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Michael, remember it that kind of reflects in our own service as part of the music team. I remember like I was being the oldest, I think, of course, I I serve first still and like my brothers were just like participants in community and it was kind of lonely um, serving in the music team, you know, being the only one serving in music. And so I don't know when it happened, but I think I would I just encouraged my brothers to just play with me, <laughs> learn some of the community songs together. And then eventually I just started, you know, recognizing that maybe they have you know, some interest in being part of music ministry. And that's, yeah, so I think I, maybe I bossed them around too much, but I told them, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, play a song with me, play a song. And then eventually it was like, why don't you join me in, in part of my team? Why don't you be like my second in command? And then eventually it was like, I think you're old enough to lead, you know, the worship on your own. And so I think that's a one concrete example for how we try to evangelize each other and encourage each yeah. other to serve yeah family is definitely like such a foundational thing when building up like a, a body um and if when we're talking about uh who in your circle can you evangelize the most effectively who's who are you first in contact with and it's your family mm -hmm. and and um as you said, that, that witness and the, uh, you pushing us to learn how to play the guitar <laughs> helped us to like grow in other areas in our lives, grow um, to eventually be able to utilize gifts for our service mm -hmm. and helping us to evangelize even even more so. So yeah. Actually, I learned. My sister taught me how to play the guitar when we had our summer job in a laundromat <laughs> and uh we had we had a few hours where we wouldn't have any customers so one day she brought her guitar and then she taught me the basic chords and then all the community songs um yeah um going back to our service in uco um just to share some of the events that we would um we used to have before covid and we used that to evangelize to um, other university students so uh, like families for christ community we'd have gatherings where we come together and to worship and to praise the lord with our song and then sometimes uh, there would be a talk given at the end or someone would share about their life and how they met the lord um, on other nights we would have what's called a fellowship night where that's one of our um, more popular events because uh, it's a bit more informal, and then you'll have events like we like a bowling night, or just uh, go out and have um, bubble tea, and usually that would uh, make it uh, so that they can invite their friends and not have the pressure. If um, yeah, some of the friends are not really religious, or they're interested uh, about their faith but don't know where to start, so. Um, it's a bit harder because you can't see your friends mm -hmm. now, but with Zoom and with online, we're still able to see each other that way. Mm -hmm. And I think we, I feel like we picked that up from Families for Christ, like wanting to build relationships with other students. I, 
and other people. I think that's something that we picked up from being part of, yeah, community. And yeah, that's, I think that's how we evangelize personally. It's just building relationships with other people and, you know, sharing our way of life and just trying to be as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd l- want to ask a different question. What role does music have in, uh, in the life of the community and in your family life? I'll take that first. Well, music is uh, praying twice, right? Uh, musically, and then of course, it's it's a way of praising and worshiping the Lord at the same time. I, it, my experience has been it brings you to a different place, right? Especially if you've already memorized the songs and you close your eyes and you feel like you're really in the uh, in front of the Lord in His throne, and um, I'm able to internalize it, and so, and when when you're doing it as a body, and you know after a song, and then you're now praising and worshiping him, uh, and, and that just shows you what a community can be like, uh, and so that's that's been my experience. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, when the kids are practicing, let's say they have to oh, practice yeah. for the assembly, it's like a a mini concert here in the house and if they don't want to be bothered sometimes i'll just you know stay by the steps and listen in and and for me even if they're just practicing it brings me like ian said to the presence of the lord and um sometimes the words of the songs is it i feel like it's the lord speaking to me like um i'm naturally quiet and more introverted and my first reaction to a lot of things would be, uh, no, or, you know. Um, but prior to Deacon Greg asking us about this, there was a particular song that the kids were singing, and it was, I will sing of your steadfast love and your faithfulness forever. That was that, Catherine, I don't remember the, the name, the title of the song, but that was the refrain. And it just kept on repeating and repeating. And, and you know, um, I took it as, as something that I should be doing. So when I saw the message of, you know, the email of Deacon Greg, I couldn't say no. I mean, immediately it was just yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Eric, your question is like double loaded, like what it music means to like our community, and what it means to us as a family. I think when I serve in community and when I, yeah, when I play the music, um, I actually went to this Worship Central conference wherein someone had a speaker had told us that like worshiping isn't is giving us all like a glimpse of just a, even a very very tiny glimpse of what heaven could be like which is always worshiping in God's presence and that <laughs> yeah that uh, message really stuck with me and so when i worship when i lead the music for our community it's you kind of have to set yourself at a standard like it's not you want to play perfectly not to look good but it's because you're trying to bring something to the community and lead them to a place of really praising god um yeah that's my experience with community and uh yeah music as a family it's 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 very special because i get to um yeah music is something that our family has a 
are you are naturally interested in music and so it it and we also get to encourage each other's gifts that the lord gives us and you know that's really a way for us to uh yeah just really enjoy each other's presence and and be grateful for the gifts that god gave us and yeah i, I really like playing with my brothers and <laughs> i remember uh when we were first starting to play the guitar and I'd be in my room and then I would hear either my brother or my sister playing. I would go to our living room and then I would sit by them and to play with them or just to sing the songs with them. And uh, just to bounce off what my mom says, yeah, it's like a mini concert, a mini worship. And even though you're just playing, it's still meaningful because you're playing for the Lord. You're playing for his goodness, for his grace, for his love. And, um, sorry to assume, but when I was little, I always thought Filipinos just love to sing. And to me, that's very true because I love singing. <laughs> I love to play. And it's nice because the three of us, we were part of our high school choir. And I think that also elevated our love for singing and, um, with our service and community that just helped with our service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for that insight. Uh, music plays such an important role in our liturgy, and it also plays an important role in communities and movements because it elevates our hearts towards God and, and lets us express, uh, you know, the deepest desires and you know the the way in which we want to acknowledge who God is and and how we can allow for um, our voices as um, to to return um, a gift back to God. Uh, and uh, and I I'm just so encouraged by but what you're sharing, and we know that music plays such an important role in the culture of our world and how mm-hmm. um, our young folks, our young people growing up, are you know are so uh, ingrained in a lot of different music with a lot of different messages, and um, and some of them are are not very positive at all you know to say to keep it uh keep it g-rated you know it's uh there's there's all kinds of music out there and so i'm, I'm encouraged to hear how music has um you know has been almost a, a channel of evangelization for for you just in hearing the, in the way in which you've you've kind of adopted learned you know invited and then uh, allowed it to you know to um to in- inspire your heart so yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of families in uh, Proclaim, and of course, there are many, many families uh, in our archdiocese who are, you know, wanting to not only evangelize some of their own family members, but also their friends and coworkers, and our our whole city, our whole city of Vancouver. We know that there are so many more people who have not, uh, you know, been blessed with having an encounter with with God and living in a, a community of faith. So I would love to wrap up our podcast by asking you uh, the last question. What words of encouragement would you like to offer to our Proclaim community? Well, today's gospel can sum it up, right? I'll just choose a couple of verses. So Jesus himself says, I am the vine and you are the branches, right? And abide in me as I abide in you so that you bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Mm. To me, that's absolutely true. Uh, I mean, um, I'm 56 years old. And I have enough experience to realize the times that I was in sin or living in sin was the farthest I was from the Lord. And 
thank God for confession. Thank God for our sacraments that allow us to draw closer to the Lord. Uh, and the funny thing is, as the more you try to get close to the Lord, you realize that you just, you know, uh, just touch the tip of it. And uh, there's more to be found, which is why even as we give Alpha, I even mentioned that to those people I invite, I actually learn more. Hmm. And in the different perspectives, you know, something's happening in your life and truly the Lord will answer you at that point in time. So um, life here on earth is not it. Truly our, our, our goal is to be with our Heavenly Father for all eternity. And that's uh, what we're doing here on earth. It's basically in obedience, in response to his love. And so um, hopefully we be, will be called the, the faithful servants. Hmm. And um, I just also, I think this podcast just reminded me how grateful I, I just, yeah, just remind me how grateful I am to be with my family in COVID. It's, it's, it's like you said, Eric, it's very unique that we're all getting, that we get along and that we're, you know, serving together and that we're living a community as a family. Um, and so I just wanted to encourage other Proclaim members who don't have, who aren't experiencing the kind of grace and, and blessings that our family has. And um, I just want to encourage you all that, you know, that uh, God is working through your relationships and the loneliness you may be experiencing during COVID. So uh, I just want to leave with a, a, that very popular verse from Matthew 6, 25, 34, uh, do not worry, therefore I tell you, um, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body um, because the Lord provides. Thank you very much for all of what you've been able to share. I personally am taking a lot away from it for my, for my own family and uh, for uh, the way in which I can introduce music into uh, into my family and into my prayer life. Thank you for the scripture verses in uh, Matthew 6 and in, and, uh, and in John 15. I think those are wonderful words that we can live by and chew on for the rest of our life and continue to receive graces out of it. So to our Proclaim listeners, I hope that uh, there was something that the Holy Spirit inspired in you through the witness of the Choi family and through some of their sharing. And uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, I would absolutely love it if you would share it with a friend or someone that you feel uh, would uh, love to grow in their capacity to become missionary disciples. Uh, subscribe to our channel. And of course, here in our Archdiocese, our Proclaim community is growing and we desire to continue inspiring other disciples to proclaim Jesus in their homes and in their communities. So I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Thank you so much for listening and God bless you.